first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston. Today, we'll be talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High the Movie. First up, we'll be reviewing The Falconer with Dominic. Hi, Dominic. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? Pretty good. So, what are your overall thoughts on this film? Well, I thought it was really good. Um, it had a lot of symbolism in the film, like... Uh, the Falcon in the film uh, was trapped in captivity, uh, but wants to live free. Um, very much like the situation that goes on with uh, Tarek and his sister and uh, her abusive husband. I also really appreciate uh, the amazing cinematography in the Middle East and it has really beautiful landscapes, which uh, were captured in the film. And it was just really majestic there. Yeah, a good combination of like great cinematography as well as good landscapes can really um, result in like really good visualization on the screen. Yeah, it just looked right there. Yeah. So what is the storyline of this film? Um, well, uh, The Falconer is based on a real life events as it highlights the relationship of uh, two teenage boys living within the Middle Eastern country of Oman. Um, Tarek is an Omani teenager born to a uh, poor family and is kind of uh, the underdog between the two friends. Uh, his future seems unknown and it's pretty obvious he's aware of this. Uh, Kai, the other friend, however, is a Westerner who comes from a wealthy family and seems to have his life path planned out already. So pretty different friends. And the Two are bonded by their love for animals, and they both work at the local zoo. Tarek and Kai's friendship remi- remains pretty strong until uh, their cultural differences becomes the wedge that um, divides their friendship apart. This is due to Tarek's sister and uh, her abusive husband, which was arranged marriage, and now uh, she wants a divorce, but money is the only way that she can get a divorce and Tarek's family is really poor. The two boys eventually start selling the zoo animals on the uh, black market, but the big money will come from the falcon that Kai loves and hopes to set free someday. Uh, Tarek eventually steals Kai's falcon to to sell it on the black market. And at that point, we see that their friendship becomes second to Tarek's strong belief in family. Wow, that sounds like a really well-developed plot with a lot going on. Yeah. Did it ever become confusing with so much going on, or did they do a good job of just kind of, like, making it just good? Now, it's very slow at times, which actually made it made me able to think about the storyline and how it went on. So I wasn't really uh, confused at any points. It went together, went together pretty perfectly. Yeah, sometimes slow is a good thing when there's a lot going on. Yeah. So what do you think is the primary theme or message of this film? Uh, well, there's about uh, two messages, uh, two major messages in this film, uh, which are about relationships and cultural differences. Um, in this film, friendships are important, as we see between Tarek and Kai, but that friendship is overridden by family. Uh, Tarek has to make a painful choice between... Friendship and family, and um, because of this uh, strong, because of the strong culture, he picks obviously family. Yeah, those seem like important messages. Yeah. So these messages seem like they're kind of conveyed in ways that most people probably can't really like relate to, since they're probably things that we haven't really dealt with in our own lives. So how do you think we can apply these messages that are conveyed in this way? into our everyday life? Um, well, there is a, uh, 
well, pretty much a strong family bond. So in my opinion, family always comes first before friendships. And that's how we can relate to the, uh, these two uh, Omai teenagers. They, uh, Tarek has to choose between friendship and family, and he chooses family first. Yeah, it's nice when, even if something is kind of exaggerated in a film or something that, like, I haven't gone through in my own life, I can still, like, relate to that um, foundation, the message that is trying to express and kind of relate it to my own life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even though you don't live their lifestyle, you could still relate by strong family bonds. Yeah. So were there any aspects of the film that didn't quite meet your expectations? Hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, there was a little bit of adult language within the film, which I think before watching the film, I think you should be uh, parents should be aware of that, um, that there's it's not uh, throughout the entire film, but it's a little bit there and here and there. Yeah, that's definitely good to know, especially for any families that are hoping to watch this film. Yeah, exactly. So what is your age recommendation and star rating of The Falconer? Um, uh, I give this film four or five stars uh, and recommend it for ages 12 to 18, plus adults. Even uh, So families should be aware of the language, and you can see it on a variety of streaming platforms. Nice. This sounds like a good film. I definitely might check this out. You definitely see it. It's awesome. Thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you for uh, talking uh, talk with me today. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High the Movie. Next up, we'll be listening to Soraya's interview with Winslow Fegley about Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Hi, I'm Soraya Rodriguez reporting from Kids First. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Winslow Fegley about his role on Josh on Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which releases this Friday, October 7th in a theater near you. Winslow is known for his work in Night Books, 8-Bit Christmas, and Complet. Thanks for speaking with us today. Of course, yeah. What was your favorite part about filming this movie? Movie, Things that happened either on screen or off screen? It was, it was really great getting to work with uh, all these amazing stars. Um, Javier Bardem, Constance Wu, uh, they're all amazing to work with. And I'm really grateful that I, I was able to have that experience in working with them. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's, uh, I really enjoyed getting to do that. And... Um, spending time with them and you know all my castmates for sure yeah that sounds amazing um <laughs> did you ever have any challenges like filming this movie it's like either on screen or off screen yeah um i guess just uh you know my character's really supposed to be a really bad singer but they made me do they i had a lot of training um that I did for the singing um, so that I could sing bad well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it was believable that I was able, that I was a bad singer. Um, I'm not actually that bad in real life. So they were, they had to kind of uh, teach me how to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I guess it was a little bit challenging having to sing in front of a lot of people, especially having to sing that embarrassingly terrible. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Lyle Lyle Crocodile is such a beloved children's book, and you get to play his best, best friend. How did you get yourself into character for that role? Yeah, um, I guess I, I read a lot of the books, um, and I read, uh, of course, I read the script. And once I read the script and I uh, learned about the characters, I, you know, I really fell in love with this movie. Yeah, and, and I mean, the whole process was, was, was great. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, reading the books, I guess. <laughs> I can assume a lot of scenes with Lyle were shot on green screen. Tell us what that was like. Yeah, uh, so Lyle is, of course, not an actual crocodile. Uh, uh, there was no real crocodile on set. Um, but there was an actor, his name is Ben, Ben Palacios, and he was in this suit, basically, with all of these like high tech sensors and stuff. And he had this big helmet that he would wear 
that had all these cameras that would like track his face and all of his emotions and everything. Uh, so basically everything you see Lyle do, he did, um, and, which I think is really cool. So then they were basically able to take that base model and add like crocodile stuff on top of it and make it look like a crocodile. Um, but that was really great for me uh, getting uh, to work with something real uh, rather than just, you know, having to imagine it. So as we know, this film takes place in New York. Uh, how, how was that like? Did you actually have to go to New York or what was that like? Yeah, uh, so it filmed in New York and Atlanta. So they filmed all of the like exterior stuff in New York and then all the interior stuff in the studio in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really great uh, going to New York. I love New York. Um, I love everything about it. I love the city. It's really great. Um, so it was a lot of fun getting to film there. Thank you for speaking with me today. I just spoke with Winslow Fegley, who stars as Josh in the film Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which releases this Friday, October 7th, in a theater near you. Be sure to check it out. I'm Soraya Rodriguez, reporting from Kids First. Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High the Movie. Next up, we'll be switching over to review Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventure with Gianna. Hi, Gianna. Hi. How are so, you? Great. How are you? Good. So, what is this about? Um, this DVD is about Rainbow Puppy, and in the episodes, we watch her go through multiple adventures with Blue and Josh, and they go from skidoo to skidoo going to find different clues to different things they have to answer. Hmm, that does sound like a nice... So, wait, is it a show or is it a movie? It's a show. It's like a DVD full of episodes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so that does sound like a nice show. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have any, like, strong likes or dislikes about the series? I like that the songs are very catchy, which is also good for younger children to keep them entertained most of the time. And I like that they have bright colors on the screen, like the rainbow puppy. She's very colorful because she's a rainbow. And the different places they visit are very colorful. And I think that's another key factor to keeping the audience entertained. 
yeah, definitely. It's nice when it's colorful too, just to have it be kind of visually pleasing. Yeah. So overall, why do you think people should watch Blue's Clues and You, the Rainbow Puppy Adventure? I think people should watch this while younger children should watch this because it's very entertaining for younger children and it's kind of informational, which which can also be helpful. And I think it's I think it's just a fun show for people for kids to watch. Yeah, definitely. So um, you, you were saying that it was fun and educational. Does it also convey a message? Yes, it does show you that you have to use your imagination because when you use your imagination, you can have so much fun and you can just, I don't even know. You can just have so much fun and have so many fantasies. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like that message, um, even though it's kind of in a TV show that um, most people might not actually be able to experience. It's like you can still take that message away and little kids can kind of think about that and use it in their everyday life. Yeah, I think it's a great message. Yeah, definitely. So what were your expectations going into watching Blue's Clues and You Rainbow Puppy Adventures? And how do you think the reality compared? When I heard that I was going to be reviewing Blue's Clues and you just Blue's Clues in general, I knew I was going to be expecting songs, fun colors, funny episodes, entertaining episodes, because Blue's Clues has a long history of entertaining younger children and doing different projects for children. And I think the expectation was met when watching it. Yeah, that's nice. Um, it's a I think it's important for like when you're going in and you have expectations, it's definitely helpful when that, whatever you're watching kind of reaches that expectations. Cause then, you know, if it doesn't, then you feel oh like disappointed, but if it does, then you're happy and glad that you went to watch it. Yeah. So do you have a favorite episode or moment? I would have to say, I like the episode where they went to Clue Lagoon because I just feel it was very fun, first of all. I also, also liked all the songs in that episode, especially Mail Time, which is basically in every episode, but I always like the song. It's very catchy. And I, like I said before, I like the colors that was in that episode, and I like the, message the messages that were conveyed in that episode. Yeah, it sounds like all the episodes were fun, but that one was ex especially um, colorful and had good songs. Mm -hmm. So I think you interviewed one of the cast or crew members. Could you tell us a little bit about who that was and um, how that went? I interviewed um, Brianna Bryan, and she plays the main character, Rainbow Puppy. And that was actually a really good interview. She had amazing answers to my questions, and I think we had a very good talk. And I feel like, yeah, it was just a really good interview. Yeah, it's nice when you're able to interview someone that you watch to show a movie about, because then as you're watching, you know, you have questions. You're like, oh, how did that actually happen? And how did they record that? And blah, blah, blah. So it was nice to like be able to talk to them. And it's always great when they have good answers and can fully answer your questions. Yeah. So it seems like there are just a few characters, but do you have a favorite character from um, Blue's Clues and You? Um, I'll have to say my favorite character is Rainbow Puppy because she brings so much positivity and creativity to the show. She likes to use her imagination a lot, like not saying that the others don't use it, but her imagination is like very, I don't even know. It's like, well, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so far out. I don't, her imagination brings so much to the show and her creativity. And her singing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying, how like um, her different take on the character and kind of how she's unique and different from the other characters stands out and kind of brings creativity and uh, another brightness to the show. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have an age recommendation and star rating? Um, I will give this show a four out of five stars and recommend it for ages three to seven. 
And where, when can we watch Blue's Clues and You, the Rainbow Puppy Adventure? You can actually get this DVD now because it, it, it came out on October 4th, 2022. So you should check it out. Yeah, I definitely will. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High, the movie. Right now, we're switching over to listen to Gianna's interview with Brianna Ryan about Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventure. Hi, I'm Gianna Pointer for Kids First, and today I'll be interviewing Brianna Ryan about her role as Rainbow Puppy on Nickelodeon's Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, which comes out on October 4th, 2022. Brianna has appeared in shows such as This Is Us and Craig of the Creek. Now we're going to talk about her role in Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppies Adventures. So to get started, you've appeared in other shows, but this is your first major role. How did you feel to be the main character of the show? Oh my gosh, the number one feeling is grateful. That's for sure. Um, sometimes you don't know what's going to come along. And when it actually happens, you're like, you sometimes can't believe it because you work so hard. But um, yeah, extremely grateful and totally surprised. And I, I'm having so much fun. It's very exciting. Your character performs in musicals and music videos and loves to sing a lot. What was your favorite song? My favorite song, my favorite song is in one of her debut episodes where it's like more of the rainbow puppy song and you can hear her having her solo throughout it all and doing her riffs in the background. Um, Favorite song. Yeah, I would say that one so far, but I'm not going to give away anything yet because there's some good stuff coming out. I know. What attracted you to this role of rainbow puppy? Well, first of all, it's more of, I guess, the attraction to voiceover that led me here and the fact that I was a singer first before acting. And then when I kind of kept going through my journey, I became singer and actor. And um, I was like, let me try out voiceover if I have the opportunity. And then I got it and was like, okay, it was a lot of practice, a lot of work, attraction to the role. I definitely was attracted to it once I saw that I had the opportunity to record for it and um, just audition. And then once I was in a callback, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy (laughs) because I get to sing. I'm like dancing on the side. Maybe no one can see me, but I still am doing it. And the character is just so fun. So I got to be basically the best side of my personality that I ever wanted to be through the character. (laughs) Blue's Clues has a long history of young audiences. How does it feel to be added to the franchise of Blue's Clues? It feels very special. Um, Growing up with Blue's Clues, I couldn't say that I ever predicted I would end up in this way, being so connected to the show. I think it's really cool to be in it now and see everything that it is. But my favorite part is the people. The people are so awesome. The community, all of you interviewing me, you and just seeing your face light up by asking me questions um, and the passion behind Blue's Clues. Like it's a huge family behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, everywhere. It's really awesome. Your character not only has colorful fur, but a colorful personality as well. In what ways are you similar and different from your character? I would say that I'm probably similar in that I try to be as kind-hearted as possible. Um, I try to use my talents of singing in a way that can actually bring joy to people's lives. Um, I try to not make things only about me, even if it's like, okay, you might be good at that. I try to always share it out and make sure that if I might be good good at something, then I can do something with it. And I try to be confident like Rainbow Puppy, something that I work on all the time. Um, And happy, the personality. She's just so bright. You're right. And I think it's easy to think like negative thoughts. And it's really awesome to remember that even playing a character who's so positive and turns every situation, any challenge into an adventure, literally, you can do that in real life too. So it's all a learning experience. (laughs) How is this show different from other things you've worked on? I would say with voiceover stuff, there are similarities in terms of recording in the studio. Um, During COVID, there's a lot of closet recording, recording in your actual home closet, or, you know, sometimes people have full-blown studios, which is awesome. But overall, it's like, it's all kind of a new experience, especially as time moves on with COVID and everything. You're, You're kind of always learning, but 
I think that's the beauty of something like this. There are very foundational things like knowing your lines, um, practicing your lines, practicing the songs, things like that. Um, but you can always bring something fresh to the table. So yeah, that's what my experience has been. <laughs> In what ways did you prepare for this role? I would say all the practice that I did before it, a lot of it. Um, I have a great manager, a great agent. Um, both of them have helped me practice throughout any other auditions I've done. Um, sometimes singing auditions, they'll say, okay, can you record like a quick pop song or something like that? And honestly, every time I recorded it, and I'm sure my agent would agree with this, um, I started to sing it a little different and get more comfortable with it. And I have my go-to songs, but it's cool because once you start getting more comfortable, they can hear it on the other side and they know that you're having fun. And I think I got very lucky around the time of this role because I had been practicing so much that when this came around, I was like, all right, I'm going to send them my favorite version of this song and I'm going to redo it and it's going to be good. And let's just see what happens. I mean, like they say, practice does make perfect. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I will say perfection isn't always everything. And I'm learning that myself. But I think practice can always help a situation, even if it's just making you feel more comfortable with whatever you're doing. It shows. What was your favorite memory from working on this show? Honestly, interacting with the team, <laughs> which you wouldn't really always think of, but um, there's so many things that go on behind the scenes. And I think most people don't always think of the crew. You usually think of the cast, but the crew behind this, the family, everyone, it is like a real family. So um, I've definitely felt that throughout all recording sessions. And finally, what do you want audiences to take away from watching the show? Take away as much as you can, um, all the positive morals. There's so many acceptance, no judgment, supportive qualities, um, being kind-hearted and compassionate, brave and bold. All of those things are there. And even sometimes behind all of that, there's a lot more of a message and a foundation. So I challenge viewers to look for those as well. I just spoke with Brianna Brown, who stars as Rainbow Puppy in the show, Blues Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, which comes out on DVD starting October 4th, 2022. Be sure to check it out. I'm John reporting for Kiss First. Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla from Boston, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blues Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High the Movie. Next up, we'll be speaking with Tiana about Catherine Called Birdie. Hi, Tiana. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing fine. yourself? 
good. So what are your overall feelings on Catherine called Birdie? I think that Catherine called Birdie, I would say it's a pretty interesting movie. I mean, it has so many different topics within it. And I love the way it's set up. The film set up like journal entries. So they'll give like the day and the year, um, which it was set in England's uh, medieval era. So it was quite a long time ago, but I think it was just amazing overall. I feel like it was a little bit adultish, even though the main character is only 13. I I feel like it was a little more for like young adults and adults. But at the same time, it had some good messages and you can, I mean, you would have a good time watching it. Yeah, that journaling format sounds like a unique approach to um, a film, especially when set in that time period. It sounds like it would definitely kind of put a little spin or twist on a normal movie. Right. So can you give us an overview of the plot of this film? Yes, so Catherine called Birdie follows Catherine, a.k.a. Birdie, um, who's played by Bella Ramsey. And because our family is going through tough times, um, as in a sense, the, well, I guess it would be like the royals um, of their town, Catherine is now being forced to marry a rich man because their family doesn't have money and they're, it's, they're just going through a lot of stuff. And Birdie, she's still... Like I said before, she's only 13, so she wants to be able to live her life, be a kid, not have to get married, leave her home, and have to act like a lady. Because one thing that I really liked from the film was seeing like how there was, uh, at the very beginning, it shows her in a mud fight with other kids in the community, which is not something that you would think of a princess to do. So it was definitely a pretty interesting film, and it talks about like puberty and betrayal, And Birdie just has to find a way to change her father's mind before it's too late and she has to get married and leave. Wow, that sounds like a a plot with it's pretty complex and but it does seem like each of the points was developed, given that, you know, you were able to clearly tell what was going on and kind of be able to describe each of the like mini plots as well as the main plot. Yeah, definitely. So how is the overall acting? The acting in this movie was amazing. I mean, I loved like just the sense of how all the people who were cast were able to act so well as their characters. I mean, just from the costumes and the um, it's not movements. There's another word for it, but just how they act their I guess their characters like traits, their characteristics they are like i said birdie didn't really want to act like a lady so her actress was able to really bring that out and bring out the sassiness and things like that so i think all the actors did an amazing job and especially the emotion there was a lot of emotion that had to be brought out with this movie and it just surprises me how it seems so real yeah when you were originally um talking about the plot i was thinking that that must be hard to convey like so much different emotion and like um especially being like kind of the main character being younger not an adult it must be like you know there's so much going on and you have to convey that so I'm glad the acting kind of lived up to the plot yes it did so besides from the acting what are your favorite aspects of this film I think besides like what I was saying before about how it's set up kind of like a journal entry I really loved just seeing the relationship that Birdie has with her town and like I said she was playing in mud fights or just casually having fun with her friends and running around and getting into trouble things like that and I also love how it's actually based off a novel of the same name by uh, Karen Cushman and I think it was a great adaption as well just the costumes it was really fitting to the time era especially the settings and even just the fact that they were uh, writing letters and things like that instead of maybe like doing videos and things like that, of course, because of the time period. So I really love those aspects. Yeah, I definitely think that it's cool when a movie lives up to the expectations of um, a book. And it's also very interesting when you watch a movie or a TV show that's an adaptation, but you don't know that it's an adaptation of right. something. <laughs> And then you kind of go and explore that and you're able to kind of watch something that you that was made after the original. But it's like 
oh, well, I saw that first. <laughs> right. Um, you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High the Movie. Right now we're continuing to speak with Tiana about Catherine Called Birdie. Hi. Hi again. <laughs> so, um, what characters are most relatable to you and why? That's a good question. I think the most relatable for me is probably, but like I know it's a generic answer, but Birdie, but I think personally it's probably me, even though I'm a year younger than her, uh, her being 13 and I'm 12. But I think she's just someone who all the things that she had to go through, right? So she doesn't really want to like act like a lady and do like what they say ladies are supposed to do, right? And it's like, I feel that way. Like, not necessarily like I don't want to act like a lady, but it's like, I still want to be able to have freedom and be able to just live my life. And if I want to get married at some point, get married, like not have to be under a strict set of rules of what I have to do because I am female. And also just the puberty aspect of it um, is also pretty relatable to me. Um, so I think she's definitely relatable in those ways. Yeah, it's awesome when you feel represented by a character or characters in a film. Right. So you were talking about kind of um, the messages of puberty and kind of just like growing up. So um, are those kind of the main messages or themes of this film or do you think there are others as well? I definitely think those are part of the messages and other messages would be like you have to fight for what you want in life and that it's also okay for children to take their time growing up because in the movie, Catherine really just wanted to, you know, have fun and live and not worry about making decisions that adults have to make or getting married, having children, things like that. And she did stand up for herself all the time, like whether it was her talking to her friends or her talking to her Uncle George or her talking to her mom, which she was going through a hard time herself. Um, she definitely was good at expressing herself and making sure that she didn't give up until she was hurt. Yeah, it does seem like there are a lot of um, just like important messages expressed and, and like a lot of them. And they're just like, seems like there's, yeah, there's just a lot and it, it's all expressed in one movie that's still entertaining. Definitely was. So you were talking a little bit about kind of like the relationships, um, like um, Catherine with her mom and her her dad so do you have like a favorite relationship that you kind of watched develop throughout the film mm, that's a really good question um I don't know I feel like there was just like so much going on I think the best one like my favorite I don't really know what my favorite was but I think the one that definitely went through the most and was probably the best to watch and the most entertaining to watch was the relationship between Birdie and her father because at the beginning, it's more of a, I don't really know how to phrase it, not necessarily abusive, but it's not, definitely not the best relationship. There, there was a lot of um, things going on between them. It definitely wasn't the best. Um, I don't really want to tell like too much of the movie, but it was definitely a lot of a relationship and then just seeing how they progressed through the film as Catherine started to make certain points to people and started expressing herself in different ways. And her father kind of uh, has to, in a sense, adapt. And like I said, part of the messages um, that children have to take their time growing up. He had to kind of come and realize that more, which he definitely had a hard time doing the majority of the movie. Yeah. Watching relationships develop is definitely a cool part of any complex film. For sure. So um, you were saying that the acting is very good. Um, were there any like really noticeable settings or locations to back up that acting? Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing was set in England's medieval era. So it definitely was perfect to the time period. It was a lot of Sorry, time period, there were a lot of like old um, buildings that you wouldn't see now. 
Uh, they had barns and they had horses and wagons and they had huge fields and just places that were more like that to where, I mean, you wouldn't really see any of that now. I'm not really sure in England. I feel like England, even though they still have the same, in a sense, style, I feel like the buildings are still like more modern. So it the settings definitely lived up to the time period and were perfect for the movie. Yeah, it's always nice when the um, settings and locations um, represent the time period, and it's just cool to see stuff that you don't see anymore. Yeah, it's definitely incredible. So what age recommendation and star rating do you give Catherine Called Birdie? All right, so I give Catherine Called Birdie five, or three out of five stars, I'm sorry, and recommend it for ages 16 to 18 plus adults. And I only say that because there was... Um, a lot of things like, in a sense, for parents to look out for, like topics of sexuality, abuse, and scenes regarding puberty, adult-like behavior, and drinking. Um, but just so people know, you can watch Catherine Call Birdie in theaters now. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm not in those ages, but I think that I would like to check it out maybe in the future at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just depends. I'll say that really quick. I know you have to wrap up, but it really just depends on your maturity level. Like, I didn't have that part of a time watching it it's really kind of a suggestion like if you're a little bit lower and you're like mature um and you would like relate to the things of like puberty and things like that you can definitely watch it it's not like a adult movie like a rated r movie so i mean if you really want to watch it now you could yeah i definitely might check it out thank you for speaking with me today of course this is fun let's take a break I'm Kyla from Boston, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High, the movie. Next up, we'll be listening to Hanadi's interview with the casting crew of Monster High, the movie. Hi, I'm Hanadi, reporting for Kids First, and today I'm live at Paramount Studios at the Monster High premiere. And today I get to interview the phenomenal cast of Monster High, the movie. So let's go. Hi, my name is Cece Balagot. Hi, my name is Mia Harris. Hi, my name is Naya Damason. Okay, so my first question is for Cece. You're best known for playing Smackle in Girl Meets World, Grace in Desperate Housewives, and other roles. How did these characters prepare you for your role as Frankenstein? 
That's a great question. I feel like Smackle and Frankie are very similar. They're very nerdy types, a little socially awkward, and they always just kind of go by the beat of their own drum. And that's the current kind of person I am too. So definitely moving with the kind of person who doesn't care about what anybody thinks. That's the kind of character that I like to play a lot. Okie dokie. My next one is from Mia. In addition to acting, you are a singer. You have a beautiful voice, by the way. Thank you. Do we get to hear your singing in this role? You do get to hear me singing. You'll notice, I think I have a little bit of singing in everything, except for True Monster Heart, because that's for the full monsters only. Um, but yeah, singing in this movie was so much fun. My personal favorite song is Coming Out of the Dark. It's like my power anthem. I just love bobbing to it. It gets me inspired. Me too. <laughs> okay, my next question is for Naya. You've appeared on some major productions, including Grey's Anatomy, Blackish, Modern Family. How has your experience working on Monster High the movie been different from your other projects? I think it's very, very different. Normally in the other roles, I wasn't painted pink or had to wear a wig with bangs. So I think that experience also, for this one, I get to sing along with like a fantastic cast. And I mean, yes, fantastic. <laughs> But I think this is just an amazing franchise to be a part of. All the other ones, they were amazing and such a good experience. But, I mean, this one is definitely has a name for its own. Yeah. Okay. My next question is for all of you guys. If Monster High was a real school, who would be your bestie? Oh, do we have to just pick one? <laughs> I'm gonna, to make the question harder, I'm going to say that. Ooh, okay, okay. okay. Be your bestie you. if Monster High was a real school, like Monster High characters. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah. just talking about Voodoo Hoodoo. Oh yeah, He's some of the really OG cool. characters. Yeah, some of the OG from like way back in the gen. Right. I yeah. think, for myself personally, I would have to say Frankie, honestly, in real life yeah. too. Yeah. I think that I would see how cute Frankie is and I just want one of cuddle them forever and just like protect them and also their never-ending knowledge I mean I feel like that's a friendship that never gets boring it'd be yeah, so exciting true. Uh -huh. yeah. I think I'd probably be friends with with either with Dracula Laura yeah. for sure oh, yeah. we would just you know sit in the hallway and go mm -hmm, about everything <laughs> yeah. I love it I need that I love it I would definitely be friends with Claudine like her cool girl vibe and she's such a strong confident character and I don't know I feel like we'd go on really good journeys together of like self-discovery <laughs> Help each other yeah, out. we help each other out. Okay, I love all of those answers, but my next question is for Cece. What message do you hope viewers get from your character, Frankie Stein? Oh, so many things. I think this movie is so full of amazing messaging for kids and for parents, for anybody. But what I really hope people take from Frankie Stein is that you can have any loved one that is queer or identifies as whatever they feel like identifying as, and they're just that, just a person created just as they are, and everybody should be accepting of that. And just like in the movie, Frankie's friends accept them right away, and there's no questions asked, and we just live in this magical Monster High universe where trans people are accepted. And I think that could be this universe too, if we really put our minds to it. Love that answer. My next question is for Mia. What was your favorite part of filming Monster High the movie? I think my favorite part of filming, oh my gosh, the whole experience was like truly life-changing. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I think one of my favorite parts was just meeting so many amazing people. I mean, the people I'm surrounded by right now, our director, the producers, the dancers, the choreographers, the makeup artists, I mean, every single person involved with this production was amazing. Like truly, we got so lucky, and now past this movie, I have some lifelong friends. I'm just so excited. I love that. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Blue's Clues and You, Rainbow Puppy Adventures, Catherine Called Birdie, The Falconer, and Monster High the Movie. Right now we're continuing listening to Hanati's interview with the casting crew of Monster High the Movie. My next question is for Naya. You're a member of the girl brand, Good News Girl. How do you manage the demands of your group with your budding acting career? Ooh, that is a really good question. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, both both lives, like individual projects, are pretty busy in itself. But I was so lucky to merge them together for a little crossover thing. So some of the songs that you're going to be hearing throughout the movie behind some of the scenes is going to be Good News Girls music. So I was so lucky to be able to add my girls and then add, you know, Add it to the monsters movie that it's that we're a part of. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Thank you. My next question is for all of you guys. So, 
What character are you most like? Oh, you can kick this off. Oh, I definitely, I'm the most like Frankie. I am Frankie. I'm bringing a lot of myself into this character. <laughs> Just basically rattling off random facts that I know and always being prepared at the most random situations. Yeah. That is me, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to copy, but I am, I think, most like Claudine. Uh -huh. I agree. Um, she might be a little bit cooler than me and have a bit better fashion sense than I do. But for one, we're both very clumsy. Um, and we both um, are on this journey of self-love and self-discovery. And we both are surrounded by amazing and wonderful friends who really love us for who we are. I think we have that in common. Yeah, I would like to describe myself as a bit of a half and half between Dracula and Claudine. Mm, yeah. I think I'm more like Dracula in a way that she values her independence mm. and she's very, you know, she keeps to herself, she values her alone time, but then, you know, Claudine, like, she is a very strong, very confident character, and I feel like I can, I can do that one, every once in a while. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay, well, that wraps up all my questions. Thank you guys so much for speaking Thank with me. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Hanadi reporting for Kids First. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press4Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Kyla from Boston, reporting for Kids First. Bye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off-camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week. Oh, 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 oh